Hello. <laughs> that's uh that's my new thing I like to do to the scam callers. Um, uh, like a robot voice? Yeah, yeah. I pick it up and I go, hello. And like nine times out of ten, it's another it's another robot saying hello, like at the same time as me, and it's completely pointless. But that one out of ten times that it's a human being, it slaps. It's so much fun. What do they do? Um, the, uh, almost every time it's a real person, guaranteed, there's like a five second silence because they don't they don't start their spiel because they don't know that it's a human. Uh, so I'm just like hello. And then there's like this pause and then like they start talking and shit. So then I was like, fuck, I got to come up with more. So like the, the next part I've been working on is adding uh, like, hello, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I want to do like a, like a free iPad or something. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Free Ballers Podcast. I'm Alex here with John on Hello. Hello. <laughs> no. Monday off season afternoon. It's Monday, November 2nd. Do you think this show is gonna get overshadowed by anything that's going on in the news at all? No, nothing is gonna happen tomorrow that would be more relevant than us talking about basketball. Okay, okay, okay. Right Even even though the season's over and we're just waiting for it to start again in December. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone tomorrow is going to be like waiting for this episode to drop. For Damn, the man. Part. I knew we were famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a little minute. Like uh, a bunch of shit has went down since uh, LeBron getting the Lakers their 17th ring. Even though I found out like... You know, I I Ben knew that some of those were from the Minneapolis Lakers, and it's like okay. <laughs> but then I found out that there's one that's from Minneapolis that's not even the NBA at all. It's it's the fucking it's the BAA. It's not even the ABA. Wait it, wait, wait wait. What's the BAA? Exactly. Oh like, boy. Uh, no, but it's like an old. It's like an old league that the shit barely lasted. Uh, the league didn't even exist for more than than a handful of years. But they count that championship? Yes, they do. Yes, Ooh. they do. Ooh. Well, then, uh, this is, uh, I mean, you know, for years, uh, we have given them the credit of having the second most amount of championships in the NBA. Uh, now they've tied the Boston Celtics. But have they really is the question, I guess, that we're, that you're bringing up here? kind of it's just kind of sus i mean it's the fucking baa the baa was founded in 1946 and ended mm -hmm. in 1949 so and it was the minneapolis lakers who won mm. um i don't know you know what else was founded in 1946 d's the boston celtics oh, oh really wow <laughs> actually d's that would have been a much better answer i'm sorry i didn't go the comedy route there but yeah d no. <laughs> d's brown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hall of fame oh uh, yeah no no for sure yeah i he and and much deserve <laughs> much deserved oh man 
Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I'm fine with taking some of those away, uh, as they're not legitimate Los Angeles Lakers, uh, championships really. Yeah. And then I hear like Lakers people talk about the Celtics have some rings where like there was only like fucking like eight teams in the league and shit like that. Well, that's true. It's like, all right, okay, fair enough. Just y'all duke it out. I'll just hang out over here. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's it's kind of stupid for like someone like if you were you'd have to have been alive for all of the like all of the Celtics championships to be that person that'd be like, listen, we are the greatest team ever in the history of the NBA, and it's because we have the most amount of championships. Like me sitting around claiming that stuff, born in 1981, didn't even like watch it until like 86, maybe 88. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really, it can't, I can't just go around saying, well, for most amount of championships ever fam. I mean, that's, we earned that. We, we've been there since 1968, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a little ridiculous. Um, D Brown's actually not in the hall of fame. Uh, editor, He's editor. Not. No, he is however, in the Jacksonville university hall of fame. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, I put in my one vote for NBA hall of fame for D Brown, but yeah, I, I have a feeling I was overshadowed by other other voters so don't boo vote <laughs> i tried i tried really hard to... don't boo vote. oh yeah <laughs> that's really good did you did you see him uh sink a three-pointer at uh at one of the uh biden rallies yeah shit that's definitely gotta be at the top that's what point. i do that's that what i do best basketball moment since the end of the finals it's pretty uh, good yeah it is actually you're right straight up fuck daryl Morey. yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, Obama but, hitting that threes. That's prime time, man. Yeah. Like he didn't even like warm up or nothing. He just grabbed it, shot it, drained it. For real. The, that's what I do. That was just like, damn, bro. Can you can you stop, please? Can you yeah. stop just reminding me how cool you were? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Don't boo vote should be the fucking <laughs> title of the episode. I think uh I think Trump's advice to his wife was don't vote, boo. And uh, so <laughs> that's that's what he gets oh. down with. <laughs> Damn, we're on fucking fire. We're on fire. John and Alex in the morning. <laughs> What'd you do for Halloween, Chief? Oh, man, I ate way too much candy. First of Did all, you? I fucking I bought high on the candy. Like I got the candy on Halloween night. I should have got the candy. Risky move. Like, yesterday. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh yeah, when it's uh discounted. Yeah, yeah. I bought high on candy, just like a damn fucking just bougie motherfucker. I did not care. Probably normally you like, just buy candy when you're high. Yes. Yeah, spent like twenty dollars on candy. That's a that's a bit much, man. Twenty bucks. Yeah, man, but it's kind of fire. I still have a massive bowl of candy right here. I got some M Ms, some Kit Kats, some other things, Skittles. No, I don't have Skittles. Fuck. Um, anyways, no, I ate some candy and played some scary video games. Okay. Olivia. Speaking of video games, uh, with the NBA's absence, um, I've been jonesing for basketball. So I've been going in on uh, 2k 20. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to offer up some, uh, you know, for anybody who hasn't played, which is probably a very small portion of our listeners or whatever, whoever's listening. Um, yeah, like. Uh, I like playing. I don't know about, about you. Have you played it yet? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I noticed that like the all-time Lakers are a really tough team to beat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like uh it's just uh they're 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 nasty. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of knew what I get into with these basketball games, right? Like they just make like like if you play with the all-time Lakers, um, you're gonna have like some guy named Gail Goodrich who comes off the bench for them. Some Hell little yeah. white guy I've never heard of before, but he's raw. He's yeah. fucking raw. Yeah, two fire. He's out here putting it on Tracy McGrady, and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck Gail is Goodrich happening? Goodrich was like six one, and people mm-hmm. didn't think he'd be able to make it. And uh, on this Wikipedia, it says he's he was a territorial pick by the Lakers in the mm. 1965 draft. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means like they just picked him because he was the the town hero, you know? Because he was at uh, wherever the fuck he was. Uh, UCLA, UCLA, yeah. Um, he's cocky. Or, he's a cocky motherfucker in two K twenty two. I wonder. Fucking. I wonder if teams or like was that even a thing? Like was that a thing? Like to have a territorial um, pick? Because you that know, was- it might have been a thing in basketball back in those days. I know it's a thing still to this day in, I believe, hockey. I could be wrong, um, but you will get um, a discount on a player if you're if you're drafting someone who is from your local like around where your team is basically wow so yeah before this ended uh this ended in 1966 so gail uh so the the fucking lakers mm. got him in the last year you could do this um mm-hmm. you could <laughs> you could forfeit your first round pick and just get any player from within a 50 mile radius of the yep. arena. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think you get, you, there's some sort of discount on it or something, or you don't have to pay them as much, or you have to, or you pay, or maybe they give you like a subsidy or something to pay that guy or something. It's weird. Cause they're trying to promote like, you know, uh, you know, community involvement, I guess. Yeah. And, and so, try to yeah. drum up fan support and stuff. But Gail uh-huh. Goodrich ended up being like a Hall of Fame player. So, you know, yeah, it was good yeah. that they went and got him, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this. Uh, there were 23 territorial picks. 12 of them are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> so they made something of it, too. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tommy Heinsohn was a territorial pick. He's from Boston. Pick. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Wilt Chamberlain, Oscar Robinson, Robertson. Um, that's crazy. I, I didn't even fucking know that that was a thing. Yeah. It's an interesting strategy. I don't know if, if anybody would adopt it nowadays in the NBA, but, um, cause I feel like you'd get, uh, well, I don't know. I feel like certain areas would just do automatically better than others, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And the NBA is too popular now too. It's like, they don't really need to do that anymore. Uh, you know, I feel like they did that cause it's kind of unfair as fuck. And, it is uh, very unfair. They did that when there was like no fans, but now that like you know everybody is watching for the most part, um, it'd be kind of interesting to see which teams would do well though. Yeah, I feel like I feel like California and would be like uh, really, really, really good. New York oh. and Brooklyn might do well. Yeah, New York. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Even? Yeah, Chicago yeah. is a good one. But yeah, eventually I beat them, the all-time Lakers. I beat them with the uh, the all-time Magic, which is a pretty raw okay. team to play with, actually. Yeah, yeah kind of like playing versus Shaq. It was Shaq versus Shaq. And here's the thing, like the South, so they have Dwight Howard too. They put them on the all-time uh, Magic, right? And yeah. uh, so, but as far as like backup centers, nothing, 
absolutely nothing. It's like Horace Grant, who's like a power forward, and then like Hito Turkoglu. So basically, like the Lakers have what is it? Chamberlain, uh, Abdul Jabbar. Oh God, yeah. Shaq. They just like I I get torn I get torn up on the rebounds basically. So um, it's uh, it's pretty disgusting. So. I just have to use like T Mac and Penny Hardaway and uh, St- Stevie Franchise, uh, old boss oh, from the past, that I forgot awesome. about. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That Magic team that is probably fun as fuck. It was super fun, actually. Yeah, I was able to beat the all-time Heat with them too. So that's another Shaq versus Shaq matchup. So nice. The Man. game's fun. The game's fun for anybody who uh, is on the fence about it. Shaq really got around. Shaq he really did get around. around. Yeah, everybody loves Shaq. Um, man, so some shit has went down, like, since, since we last talked, like, uh, you know, I don't know if we talked about Doc Rivers getting fired. We probably did, but then I don't think we talked about getting hired. Yeah. Yeah, Like days later goes to Philly and then, uh, Daryl Morey resigns a couple weeks later in Houston. And then he ends up in Philly now. Philly. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird because like the the Sixers are just weird, man. I mean the way oh, yeah. they they do shit. Like, <laughs> For real. Normally you hire the Daryl Morey guy first and then let him do all the other the coach stuff. hiring. Yeah, they did everything else uh, with Elton Brand, and then they were like, "All right, now they brought then they brought in <laughs> Daryl Morey at the end," and they're like, "All right, here you go, Daryl, fix all this." It's <laughs> yeah, and it's weird because it well okay so it just, it feels like it was all planned out way far in advance all of it, you know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know that yeah. Well, do you think well well I guess my question to you is since you brought that up, do you think Daryl Murray would not have hired Doc Rivers as coach? Do you think he would not have even fired uh, Brett Brown? Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. No, I think uh, I think he would have definitely fired Brett Brown. Um, and I've heard like both things. I've heard people point out that like Daryl Morey, you know, how he's got a reputation for being all about like analytics and shit. Yes. But then like Doc Rivers, one of the uh, one of the reasons allegedly of, of like him being out in L.A. was like that he doesn't give a shit about analytics. He's anti-analytics. Shit. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, he's old I've, school. So that's kind of a funny juxtaposition or whatever. But then I heard also that Gerald Murray wanted to get Doc Rivers. So like he wanted him in Houston when he was there. So mm. um, like Daryl Murray is a smart dude. And even though he has his reputation for like um, the analytics and all that, that doesn't mean that it always has to look uh, like the Rockets looked, you know, like uh, I'm sure he'll figure out how to do something with Embiid, um, a lot of people are talking about how Embiid's post-ups are like one of the most efficient uh, things you can do in the, mm. in the league. It's like over over a point uh, f- per like attempt or whatever is like one point some shit. But um, so yeah, maybe he does something involving like centered around Embiid. But, uh, but yeah, his, his being, him being like all analytical doesn't mean necessarily that like, he's going to just get rid of Embiid, then he doesn't fuck with centers, you know? Well, you're, you're, you're kind of tap dancing around the point I want to make is like, I think all this, like this, like front office change and coaching change means nothing. If they put the same exact team on the court, uh, in December, basically, I think something big has to happen with, with, with the team in general. Yeah. I don't know if that means, um, 
I mean, Embiid's not going anywhere. I mean, I, I, I maintain they will, they will build around Embiid worst comes to worst. So it really becomes like, does Ben Simmons get traded somewhere to a place that he, he fits better uh, for another all-star caliber player, like someone that can shoot threes or something for, for Embiid, you know, so they have a good inside outside offense. I mean, that's um, that, yeah. I mean, they just, they have to put a different, a, a somewhat different team on the court come December, which is kind of a, is crazy because we're, talking about this now shortened off season where teams are having to make decisions really freaking quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that's been going down is uh, the, the players union and the NBA are negotiating and it seems like the NBA decided uh, when, when the bubble ended, they were making it sound like they would wait it out and see like if they could return with fans in the mm-hmm. arena. And then all of a sudden they were just, I guess they realized like this shit ain't happening. Yeah. And so they were like, well, fuck it. Let's just start on Christmas. And the players are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. The, um, the bubble uh, saved them from losing a lot of money apparently. Um, and I think they just recently found out that if they decide to start the new season in January, they'll actually lose a billion as opposed to if they started in on Christmas, basically. Which is kind of nuts. Like I, I, I feel like I'm so naive about like the business world when it comes to that kind of stuff. When they sit, when they say that, but um, yeah. So they were just like, we're not going to lose any more money. So they're starting on Christmas, which I, I kind of like. It's kind of cool. It's a little present you're opening, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Selfishly, as a fan, I would love if they started on mm-hmm. Christmas. That would be awesome. Um, but I guess they still haven't agreed on it yet. So they, they just been delaying like everything. And, uh, so it's, I don't think it's set in stone, but I've heard people say like anywhere, like the players want Martin Luther King day because it's a little bit later in January. Fair. Yeah. Um, the teams want to start on Christmas, but there's also, I bet like, um, they probably just make a lot of money on Christmas, you know? Like oh, hell yeah, they do. Cause it's kind of like a basketball day. It uh, is. Yeah. Thanksgiving is for football. And we've kind of decided to try to make, you know, Christmas as like a basketball, uh, the day for the NBA to, to put a bunch of good games on. So, you know, they, they wear Christmas jerseys and they always have, you know, big time matchups and stuff. So. Yeah. They might not want to miss out on that, but, um, but yeah, the, I agree with your point that the, none of this shit matters if in Philly, if they just have the same team and, uh, Probably like you probably got to get rid of like uh, or not get rid of or whatever, but you got to do something with uh, Horford and like Tobias Harris. Big um, contracts because those are big contracts and talented players, and you could try to flip them to plus any other assets. I don't really know. I guess Josh Richardson. You could try to flip those things into someone else, like maybe a point guard or something. Sure. Um, that would probably be like more ideal because then you still get to keep the the star power that you already have, like with Simmons and Embiid, and possibly add someone. But then, uh, you know, it's kind of nice too for for Daryl Morey's position at least that like if they do something and then it turns out to like be not working out, uh, he's got a lot of shit to work with. Like to he could trade Ben Simmons and get a lot yeah. of shit. Back. he's got pieces yeah to to do to to handle yeah yeah my my thing with them is like do they do they um do they keep riding with what they have or do they, do they blow it up again i think if they blow it up again they will their fans will be pissed you know what i mean 
Like I they're know. they 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 finally are like a, a, at least a good team to watch. You know that that wins more than they loses. And then if you if they if he goes in there and just starts blowing things up, it's it's gonna go over real bad. But I don't think Darren Moore is a guy that worries about what the fans think. That's true. Um, I think I think they're in win now mode, and I think that's I think why so they got him. I think they got him to to do the the last little finishing touches of like so they can compete for a championship. Um, and to be fair too, like they they lost Ben Simmons this year in the in the playoffs. Like if mm-hmm. they so they didn't even get a fair look at like how they could have been. But, um, but yeah, I think they're going to try to win. I don't think he's going to blow it up. And if he does, it won't be, it won't be like a complete restart. It it would be probably splitting up those two guys, you know? Yeah. Seeing, yeah. Seeing if you could make a more, get more value out of that. That's money. general consensus. Uh, I think is that they split those two up because uh, it just doesn't work. Um, Keep keep Embiid, you know, go with his efficient post moves, and uh, yeah, send Simmons to a, a system that works for him. Basically, I don't know if they have the fucking war chest shit to get this done, but what if they did something wacky and traded like Harris? Um, if you mention the Heat, I swear to God, for, no, I don't want those fucking terrible contracts. I don't want those guys at all. <laughs> right, I, don't, right. I don't need that shit. We went to the finals. <laughs> okay. Fucking no, but Chris Paul to Philly somehow in some wacky way, yeah, in some weird way. Probably not going to happen. But if something happens with Chris Paul and he becomes available, I like um, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, like I guess, I guess I don't, I don't know if Philly has the assets to make it to make it happen or whatever. Because I know he is like a massive deal, but it's fun to think about because then that allows. That might, I feel like that would unlock some shit that, uh, with Ben Simmons, where like, uh, I don't, I don't think that would just allow him to not have to be, to, to take off so much pressure from him. And well, he, well, well, but then what does he do? Yeah. I mean, he could still do, uh, you know, the stuff that he's good at doing, but then you just, you know, you have Chris Paul too, though. So it's like, mm. uh, I don't know. I, I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, and I would never do that on my team. So I'd rather <laughs> they do it so I could fucking see how it works. Um, yeah, Chris Paul, it's a it's a funny um name that people keep bringing up like all the time now, uh, is because you know he's he's older and I, I think he wants a ring. Um, and he kind of proved by just you know, you put him on the thunder and he had kind of nothing to work with and still dragged them into the playoffs. Um, so his name kind of gets thrown out there. Like the, the Celtics keep mentioning him, right? Like, like why, why don't we just, you know, quit on Kemba Walker and just throw Chris Paul on the team and win the championship down? Like, well, first of all, you're not guaranteeing a championship by just adding Chris Paul to the team. It would be pretty raw. I mean, I would, yeah. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dislike it, but, um, that's no guarantee that they win just because you're adding 34 year old or something, uh, Chris Paul onto the Celtics. Um, you know, the, the other young guys already have enough, uh, playoff experience at this point. So you don't really need to add more playoff experience. So, um, but yeah, no, it, it's, his name gets mentioned for like lots of teams that are like, uh, interested in point guards. Um, but I feel like you have to put them on a team that is ready to like, just, they just need that one piece and then that will put them over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some, a team that, that needs a veteran guy, a team that needs a fucking primary, uh, playmaker, Mm-hmm. Um, 
see, I feel like the one thing that sucks for Chris Paul is like, uh, and I guess it doesn't suck that much because it's his huge fucking contract. Yes. Like, well, so he earned it, right? Exactly. Like over his whole career, he's earned that. Yeah. Yeah. He earned it. And I'm sure it's, it's awesome. I'm sure he's, you know, doing cool shit with getting all that money or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like, especially after seeing him in OKC this past season, I feel like we're missing out on like uh, the the twilight of Chris Paul and what it could have been like if he mm-hmm. was like doing yeah. what Rondo's doing, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like Rondo just like chilled out a little bit and he's taking smaller deals, but he's still super valuable, you know, like to have he he's a great point guard. He works uh, very, very hard off the court. I think people, I, I don't know if I've ever, I've ever talked about this in the podcast before, but he, um, the, the amount of film that he watches, I mean, people can hate on Rondo all they want, but he, he is a really hard worker. He watches a lot of film. Like you, when you ask him a question, like a basketball related question, he will go off. Like he's kind of, he's one of those like basketball junkies actually. So he's, he's, um, yeah, he's super valuable. I mean, I, I, I wasn't too surprised that LeBron basically put him on the Lakers. Yeah. And he, he was a valuable player, like in their, mm-hmm. in their finals run. Like he was, he was, uh, he makes plays and shit. Um, but yeah you know i would like to see chris paul i would love to see chris paul in a situation like that as opposed to like uh being the leader of like a ragtag group of young players and stuff which is that's fun too and that was awesome you took them to the playoffs exceeded expectations just by being chris paul but Mm -hmm. uh you know what could he do on a on a a better team but i mean we might not mention it <clears throat> well, no, he. I was gonna say he's been mentioned as a as possibly going to the Lakers. Now, granted, the the Lakers fans are really, really good at like photoshopping jerseys onto guys really quick, right? They're almost as good as the Heat fans. So, but um, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's been mentioned as a possible the Lakers are a de- possible destination for him. I don't know how they would Ooh. fit him in, but yeah. If yeah, see, that's the thing is his his fucking contract's so huge. So I don't know. It, it complicates all the shit. Like because uh, before this season, which I'm super glad didn't happen, but there he was mentioned as like uh, potentially being traded to the Heat. And mm. uh, um, as a Heat fan, I was kind of not into that, mm-hmm. mainly because he makes too much money. If he made a yeah. more reasonable about amount of money, I would have loved for that to happen. I'm obviously in hindsight, I'm glad that they didn't because we would have lost like all our young dudes and, you know, ha- we wouldn't have seen this cool finals run they made. But like, uh, what I'm, I've also heard recently, um, the Clippers, which back to the Clippers. Yeah. Which I think that would actually, <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. I think that's mm. my favorite one. So to finish it out there, I don't know. That's weird. Um, maybe, I mean, he, so he's going back there with no, with, without the coach that he played with for forever, without the, without the old teammates he had, you know, no, none of the lob city people. Um, damn. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, I mean, they can fit him, I guess, like, cause you know, as far as um, position and, and I guess money too. Right. Um, but it had to be a trade. Yeah. What, oh yeah. yeah. But so who, yeah, I, so, I don't know, like Harold or or Lou or somebody, but well, here's here, here's the only problem I see with that is um, 
the Clippers are getting a lot of shit for how much they gave up for Paul George, only to see him underperform in the playoffs. Now, is, was that an anomaly? Maybe. Uh, it, it, can he just as easily show up next season and then go to the playoffs with them and they could still be awesome? Of course. And, and he could still be awesome? Yeah, of course. Um, I just wonder how much you're giving up for an aging Chris Paul just to try and be in win-now mode. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a lot. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's for it's 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 an aging Chris Paul with a giant contract, and you're like, well, we did it so we could win the championship. Now um, he could just as easily retire after this after that happens, and then oh, I don't know. I mean, still they'd have a championship, so that's tough to say. That's that's a good. I don't know. That's a good debate. Yeah. Um, well, what do you like about him going there? I just think it would be cool to pay. Well, you know, the nostalgia of like, he's back on the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and he's black, he's back on the Clippers and they're fucking awesome, you know, like way better than they ever were when he was there. Sure. And then, um, even though, you know, they, they performed just like he would have, but, um, <laughs> fucking, you know, him, if they could somehow have him and Kawhi and Paul George, I think that would just be a lot of fun. And in the waning moments of a game like this season mm. where, where Paul George kind of disappeared and became fucking way off P <laughs> uh, Kawhi didn't have no one to help him out. Like when he ran out of gas, like in, uh, in Toronto, he had Kyle Lowry uh, and Siakam and yeah. Siakam. And Chris Paul is, is like a Lowry with a smaller butt basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hear tell that Kawhi Leonard is into smaller butts, to be honest. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm seeing this report that uh, breaking just just came out today <laughs> um, from the Knicks Film School, which uh, I think we follow on Twitter. Um, that Chris Paul prefers his next basketball home to be in either L.A. or New York. And that he oh, lives geez. in L.A. full time. And uh, they say, allegedly, um, that Sam Presti in OKC has a deal already on the table with New York, with the Knicks. Yeah, and yeah. That they're just yeah. waiting for the Knicks to if they want to do it or not. Boy, um, I guess the Knicks have nothing to lose. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to see them just get some kind of close, some kind of whiff of the playoffs, I guess, at some point. Right. Um, Chris Paul would deliver that. Um, he, but I mean, he's not there for the long haul, but, and the Knicks are, are, are in rebuilding mode still. But, um, I guess if he wants to spend, well, I mean, you know, we say New York and I assume the Knicks, but maybe he goes to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That would be interesting as well, but they got Kyrie over there. Kyrie know? over uh, there. Yeah. Like, so he's basically coming off the bench or starting as like, starting as like a two or something. I don't know. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I think it would be the Knicks, but um, damn, that was loud. If I uh, <laughs> if I'm Chris Paul and I'm going to the Knicks, I'm telling them straight up, like I don't give a fuck what y'all are doing or where you're at. 
in yeah. your plans. Like y'all are trading everybody immediately for like <laughs> we're trying to win some fucking basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He um yeah, he has well, he has that kind of power. So that's that's good. I mean, he he can he can go there and demand that kind of thing. And uh when you say the Knicks plans, I don't think they have plans. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, so you're I, I think you gave them a little more credit than uh than 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 they deserve. Uh they don't they don't make plans, like they don't uh they just true. yeah, they they like, planned on getting uh you know, Zion, KD, uh, you know, all these other guys, but, uh, you know, their plans never seem to work out. The Knicks are like, uh, those people when like the virus happened and <laughs> everything shut down and everyone had to quarantine and like stay in home. They're just like, well, this, this is what I do all the time. Like what, uh, <laughs> what the, what's different about this? <laughs> true everyone's like, making jokes and complaining about like fatigue or like it just mm-hmm. you know isolation and it, but the the knicks are just like this is what we do baby yeah, we we got this under control <laughs> this is our daily life <clears throat> they're like basketball has been canceled they're like oh basketball has been canceled in new york for a long <laughs> yeah. time yeah we, we don't put basketball on the court anymore it's that's not what that is at all <laughs> you can't call it that yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, I, I, if it, look, if he wants to go to LA or New York, that's his business, obviously. Um, I, I, if, if it were me, I would say go to New York only because he has already done the LA thing and he knows what that's like. And I feel like he's actually, to be honest, I feel like he's more of a New York guy anyways. He's more of an East coaster just personality wise. I like that take. I like, I think, that I, I think he fits, I think he fits in a New York, I think in LA, I think the reason they, well, this is I mean, there's probably lots of reasons, but I think one of the underlying things, um, that you could throw out there is that, LA is just a very, um, how do you put it? Is it, is it like a soft kind of town? Like everybody's kind of, you know, a little too, you know, liberal, I guess. I mean, I, I'm a liberal guy, but I, you know, but LA's a little, LA yeah. hippies <laughs> coming to my home of Texas. <laughs> I think, I think New York is more of like a, um, well, at least they used to have the reputation of like, they're just, it's an East coast team. It's a little more like he likes stress a little bit. He likes yeah. to be, he likes to play under stress. He likes to stress the other people out that are on the court and he needs, and, and I think he, um, you know, he thrives with that. I think that's his thing. I think that's his personality. So I don't know. Send him to New York. I'd I'd watch uh, it. This man got into it with Duncan Robinson. It's like, all right, man. (laughs) Like, calm down, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was like one of the last bubble games like that wasn't a playoff game, you know? Yeah. And they had a little back and forth and it was like, dude, it's, you're Chris Paul. Okay. He's Duncan <laughs> Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Like calm down. <clears throat> yeah. Duncan um, Robinson is just trying to like figure out exactly how many Coors lights cans he's going to crush on his forehead after the game. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The Clippers, speaking of them, uh, they hired Ty Lu. The, they basically bumped him up. He was already an mm-hmm. assistant coach. Um, the praise with Ty Lu is nuts, by the way. But like the, the way the league thinks of him, I just know. in general, man, they I love know. Ty Lu. I mean, I I know. I mean, I guess he he's won championships, so you got to praise him for that. But man, I I just uh, sometimes I don't get it. Like, is he like what does he do differently that from everybody else? Let me ask you this: Would you let okay. Ty Lu babysit your child? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I'd have to question it a little bit. I'd have yeah, to question I don't it think a I, bit. I don't think I would let Ty Lu babysit my kid. <laughs> I don't think that one. What I mean, I mean, what are you? What goes through your mind? Like, what potential accidents or or non accidents do you see happening with Ty Lue babysitting your child? I don't know. You know, I uh, I just don't see him as uh, as the nurturing type. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. 
I feel like um, I would hire him and then I would put in Allen Iverson as the, uh, as the, as the assistant coach. And then eventually he would have some, uh, just so he could step over him eventually again. Yeah. Have some checks and balances. (laughs) Oh, just one more time. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know everybody loves Ty Lue. I mean, he's only ever won championships with LeBron. So, which I don't mean to discount any coach for, for that reason, but you know, especially anybody by that with the last name of Spolstra in the league, but like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get what Ty Lue brings. He, there must be something that he does that we just don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think much like doc, um, he's, I think he's like a player's coach Players coach yeah. because he was, he, because he was a player and, mm-hmm. um, I think he gets other players to respect him a little more, um, because of that. And I mean, I, I would like to see him, what, what he can do, because if he can, you know, it, what if he is really good? Like, what if he is a, a good coach, but I don't, it's true though. It is, it is kind of funny. He just like, he just suddenly now is like, a you know, as he's just a respected coach a from big name, but, but I guess uh, championships will do that. Even just one. It's yeah. Well, I mean, well, that, that worked for doc rivers, I guess. Um, but like, yeah. I think I, I feel like the player coach, the former player become coach thing is, is dying a little bit. Um, I, if you want to look in the past, of course, you know, Pat Riley, former player, Phil Jackson, former player, um, yeah. doc rivers, former player, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we need, I don't know if we need that anymore. I don't know if that, if that helps like Frank Vogel didn't play in the NBA, the last year just won. Spo, um, Spo didn't play in the NBA. Spo didn't play in the NBA. The Raptors uh, coach that I can't remember his name at the moment. Nick he didn't Nurse. play in the NBA. Nick nurse. Thank you. Yeah. He didn't play in the NBA. So, so the last, you know, it's, it's, I don't think we need that necessarily. I don't necessarily need a guy who's is chummy with the guys off the court or on the yeah. court or knows the game True. that well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, a little bit of detachment from, um, from the player aspect of it is, is kind of necessary. Just a guy who's like obsessed with coaching. It's fine with me. I think uh, from, from just eye test, I think the key to being a good coach when you were a former player mm. is you have to not be that good of a player. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the coaches who are, were former players who mm-hmm. were not great players for whatever reason, have been better Fire coaches. As coaches. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, Riley was not yeah. a good player. Great Phil, coach. Yep. Phil. Yeah. Um, same. So like Doc maybe, was so, so on the court, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe Ty Lue has that, has that going for him though. You yeah. Know I mean? Actually Wasn't, he's getting stepped over by Alan Iverson. He's not, <laughs> he's not doing the stepping, you know, yeah. even though he won <laughs> that series, but still, yeah. Um, you know, he had Shaq and Kobe on his team. Yeah. But uh we'll see what happens with Steve Nash in in Brooklyn. Oh, good uh, good because, good segue uh, there. You know, he might be the best player to try to do this that I have seen since maybe like Larry Bird. Maybe? I was actually yeah, I was actually about to ask you who is the best ever um like really really good player to become a coach and actually have the best the most amount of success as a coach larry bird does come to mind yeah had some decent success with the pacers yeah yeah bird comes to mind i feel like he stopped because his he couldn't stand up you know i feel like he stopped (laughs) because his body he literally has the worst back in the nba yeah yeah and then um which is i think nash has a bad back too which is like damn 
and Steve Kerr. It's, it's like, a fuck. it's a white guy thing, I think. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> ah, my back. Oh, these kids. <laughs> um, oh man. But yeah, Larry Bird comes to mind, and then yeah, uh, what was the one you? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Steve Nash. Much say, yeah. Um, we ahead. can't. You can't not mention um, Bill Russell. But I mean, we probably got to just not even count him in the argument because that's such a long time ago. And it he is. was like, he was like fucking yamming it on fools. And then like, all right, time out, guys. So here's what we're going to do. Like, yeah, he's like exactly. his breath and shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was a player coach. Yeah. So he actually coached them wow. basically as a, as a guy. Yeah, that's Which true. Is pretty fucking cool. It is. Um, yeah. Speaking of coaches, uh, then we got Van Gundy in New Orleans. Yes. Yes. Um, I love me some Stan. I think I that's going to be awesome. Yep. Yeah, everybody was saying uh, they hope that he doesn't stop tweeting, and he has not stopped tweeting, so that's good, too. Um, he still puts his opinions out. He's very, like, politically involved and stuff, so yeah, he's still yeah. doing that. Yeah, no, doing he's awesome. Thing. To hear his voice again, like, coaching, oh, man. Yeah, he's going to love all that food out there, too. It's so good. Oh, my God. So much good food out there. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you, but, uh, man, he's not necessarily uh, – He's not a son. He's, he doesn't have the genes that his brother has, uh, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be good for Zion either. No, okay. no He's going to no. be like, Zion, let me take you out to lunch tomorrow and we'll have a chat. Yeah. And lunch in New Orleans is not like some light, hey, let's just get like a nice light salad or something like that. No, it's like you got to have like a big, like steaming bowl of like jambalaya, with like three kinds of meat in there. And Damn. yeah. So. It's good though. <laughs> Damn, that'd be awesome to just go in somewhere with mm-hmm. like Zion and Stan Van Gundy. Oh my god, <laughs> those guys know their food too. You know they they know the good spots already in New Orleans. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's a that's a great spot for him though. Yeah, he's gonna do good out there. That's what I do. That's what I do. They have until November sixth to figure out what the fuck they're about to do, and. It is currently not November 6th. No, it's only a few days away, though. Yeah, we have a few days. That is uh, this Friday. And, you know, the NBA wants a shortened 72-game season, and they want to start it at December 22nd, according to Woj. And and I'm assuming this means, like, opening up the, um, the, 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 the stadiums again or the arenas. Yeah, I've heard a few different things. I've heard like uh the possibility of like regional bubbles. So like uh they don't have to stay as long in one or also like doing baseball style schedules where you just knock out all your games against those teams. I heard that. That one sounds really interesting. It'll feel like the playoffs a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I I wouldn't mind that at all cuz uh I like to think about it like that anyways throughout the season. For sure, so yeah. Like more convenient that they just do it like that. I mean, their travel schedule as it is now is so, like, it's all over the place, right? Yeah, like, it's kind of dumb. And, and they've pretty much been trying to do sort of a regional thing anyways. Like, you know, when, like, a team goes on an East Coast road trip, they'll typically try to hit up Orlando and Miami in the same road trip, right? Which makes sense, right? You're in Orlando, yeah. may as well go play Miami, too. Um, so I, I see them do that all the time. So they may as well just keep it, like, just keep it right there. Play all the games that you need to play against that team right then and there. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Uh, like heat Celtics like four times in a row. Yeah. Shit. Like that'd yeah. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd watch the hell out of that. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. 
But yeah, so that's that's interesting because man, you know, we're talking a little over a month away. Uh, I know, like a month and a in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, the Lakers uh, trophy is still like shiny and stuff. You know what I mean? It still hasn't dulled yet. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn's body is still warm. You know, <laughs> from getting fucking dunked on by Anthony Davis. Leave him alone, man. You don't need to bring that up again. No, Kendrick Nunn did have, though, an amazing block that I did not mm. expect. I think he fucking blocked Anthony Davis. And it just didn't matter. You know, it just didn't matter. But yeah. um, I forgot about that until this very moment, actually. Um, but yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff is going to happen very soon. Very like, soon. They got to knock out this free agency. Um, and then the draft and everything. The draft. It's, uh, yep. it's so weird that all that stuff is just like hanging in the balance. These uh, these GMs are kind of working overtime right now. You know what I mean? Just to, I mean, I, I assume just to be like, listen, we got we got this coming up real quick. And then right after we got to start this. And then basically the season starts again. Um, so like they're, they're trying to make decisions now, I assume to like, I said, who they're going to trade and what they're going to do what who they're going to draft and stuff. Um, it's, it's moving. It's, it's crazy. Um, I think they're kind of waiting for this November 6th date to kind of go by and then they're just going to just go all in. Like they're basically right back at it. Yeah. I think, I think we'll see stuff happen right away for sure. Because what, you know, with the talk that things are coming back as soon as they are, it's like these guys are getting things in order already. Mm -hmm. This, this whole like quick turnaround thing, it's going to have like, I mean, these guys like, you know, pre COVID, I I assume had like, we're making plans like months, years down the road as to what they're going to do with the team. This kind of throws the, the, all of that up in the air, this, this COVID and this quick turnaround and the bubble and all that. Like if you, I I don't know, you know, if you were like rebuilding a team, all of a sudden you're having to like, uh, well, uh, do we, can we even get that? Can we even this thing that we have, this, this option that we have planned, can we even get that done in this amount of time? You know, um, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. The whole like NBA power structure may just get kind of upended a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Free agency has been like one of the, the more fun aspects of the season, like Mm -hmm. for years now, like there's a bunch of people where that's like the, that's the shit they hear about from the NBA, like that they don't even watch the games and they just, they're like, Oh, LeBron went where? Like, Oh man. <laughs> ah. um, so yeah, the, it'll be interesting to have this like really weird one. There's, there's a lot of little things that could happen. Like, uh, do you think Gordon Hayward's going to take the money and like That's a big uh, one? Yeah. Um, I, think he opts in actually i think he does it and i want him to opt in because i don't know i don't i think having him is better than not having him just just plain and simple right um if he explores the free agent market i think he'll do the right thing and kind of be good to the celtics and like do like a sign and trade type deal or something but um i'd rather keep him here to be honest i have a lot of faith in him and i think he hasn't really gotten I don't know. It's tough to say whether he's gotten a fair shake. I mean, that injury, you kind of have to, it kind of overshadows everything. Um, you know, it happened, you know, literally the first game into his first season with the Celtics. But man, um, I'm seeing the rumors out there. Heat or heat are one of them too. 
for for Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we know Pat Riley likes him. He was courting him right up until you know the Celtics, uh, you know, signed him. So, yeah, it would have to be uh, on the cheap. I feel like not like because mm-hmm. the you know they they probably would have given him a similar bigger contract like what he has it's ex- yeah he, he's expensive right now um the, the question is i guess is he worth it right like do you do you yeah let me um, surf it <laughs> do you put your thing down flip it and reverse it and or reverse do you, just, it? you keep it going in the same direction god damn it <laughs> uh but, why don't why do i not hear the uh, hip-hop lines that i accidentally spout <laughs> consistently i think gordon hayward keeps his uh he puts his thing down but i think he does not reverse it and i I think he opts in because i don't think uh he's gonna find any you know like i think it'd be really ridiculous to be like you know i I don't think i want 32 million dollars or whatever it is that he's on the books for i don't know he just had his like third kid so he's got to look at his wallet and uh you know just make some decisions here yeah, and with the pandemic and everything, like mm-hmm. I feel like most people are going to opt in to their options. Yeah, just take um, it. But, you know, I could also see from a Boston perspective of uh, wanting him to opt out. So, and then you can renegotiate, like uh, opt out and not leave, though, you know, like opt renegotiate out. and add someone else to the team that they could use as a, yeah, yeah as a supplement. Be a pal, yeah. Be a pal, Gordon. Yeah, be a pal. Be a pal. <laughs> That's that, which is basically what every team says when they ask a guy to opt out and take less money is they're saying, yeah. hey, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that's that's up to him. You know, the, um, the, the, the simp Celtics fans were, will say something like, let's just trade him and get a badass center right now. And um, I think that's, I think that's a, a quick judgment call that they make. And I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's necessary. Um, if Cantor leaves, I'm kind of whatever, <laughs> to be honest, um, because I kind of want to see Rob Williams get more minutes like right now. I think he deserves it and he's earned it, to be honest. So when they say like, let's go after, um, as an example, Andre Drummond Horford. or something like that. Horford? <laughs> now, 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 <laughs> now Horford's interesting now that you even said that, because, um, I mean, we know what he brings and yeah. he, he knows Brad Stevens' system. He knows what Brad Stevens asked for, but is he too old now? I know. And everyone will have to apologize to his sister again and stuff. Like, yes. All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about Horford. Uh, I was just fucking around, but he is good though. He does. He does fit. He, he is, is good. He's a fundamental dude. He's he'd be a great fit there. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, a part you know, of me wants uh, wants them to just uh, get rid of Brad Wanamaker and put Isaiah Thomas as like the backup point guard. Yeah, they, I mean, shit. At this point, you don't even have to get rid of Wanamaker. Just sign Isaiah Thomas. Like you he could. can't be that expensive at this no, point. He's no, he's not. Yeah, his his stock has dropped dramatically, which yeah. is kind of uh, Danny Ainge's plan, right? Like uh, he never he was never going to back up the Brinks truck for Isaiah Thomas, but uh, it's true. Um, he can get him now to steal. <laughs> I don't know. I'd take him. He he's I I I follow his Twitter. He's always like man, I got to keep grinding. I got to keep pushing. I'm going to get back on a team. And I'm like, damn, man, I feel so bad for him. You know? I know. I feel bad for him. He got, he got fucked. He got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like nice about it too. He's like, man, I know it's a business and I'm just a product. And I'm like, God damn, man, don't, you don't got to talk like that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it sucks. 
um, yeah, fucking Fred Van Vliet is out there. Speaking of point guards out there on the market. He's available? Yeah, he's available. Uh, Dragic, he's also a free agent. I don't want Dragic. Um, fucking some interesting little veteran point guards. Van Vliet, you see him leaving? I don't know, but I think I see someone giving him like all their money. I do too, actually. Yeah. He's fucking good. Like he's He's really really good. good. He's really good. Like annoyingly good. You're like, God damn it. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I, I could see, I, and actually I, I can realistically see him, um, just saying, uh, yeah, I'm good. I have it. I have a ring already. I'll, I'll go and make some money. And that's, that's how that's, I I couldn't blame him for it, to be honest. It's going to be tough. Uh, I think for the Raptors to hold on to him. Yeah, his stock is high. I mean, and it's um, I don't know if that's a product of Nick Nurse or if he's just a really, really good player. But either way, I mean, that's in that little gray area. That's where guys, you know, make money, right? Um, Paul Millsap, Hassan Whiteside, guys that are out there. Uh, maybe the Boston might want to take a look at. Man, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really pushing these like other big men, and I, I just, I feel like they're, I don't know. I, I think, I think they're happy with what they have. To be honest, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it's tough to say that because Daniel Tice is like six nine, so he's not a big man. Um, Rob Williams is really their own. Rob Williams and Cantor are their only like you know solid centers that that they, that play the center position and can score and all that stuff. But Daniel Tice is great on defense as a center. So I don't know. I mean, Tristan is, Thompson is this not, not, not even 30. Now I'll tell you what, I, I would spend some money on Tristan Thompson. As a matter of fact, I really like Tristan Thompson as a center. So I, yeah. I would not, I would not mind that at all. Yeah. And he's, and he's got a chip and they need somebody on the team who has like yeah. championship experience. So I'm kind of all for that. Now yeah. that you mention it. Yeah. I think uh, he's an interesting name to me out there because I think people, People want, you know, uh, people to talk about dudes who score points and shoot threes and shit, but you forget that you'd need a Tristan Thompson. Like you'd need a guy yes. who's going to fucking just get rebounds and play defense and shit. Um, like even like uh, LeBron's championship team this season had like Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Like, JaVale you're gonna McGee. Need, yeah. You're going to need these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, damn! He's I forgot inter- about him. Uh, it, actually, I think he's getting slept on a lot now that now that you mentioned that. I I think he I think people have kind of forgot that he's even around. But he is, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a great center. He always had those like annoying rebounds. Like when when Cleveland was good, he was always this guy. Always uh, the rebound, a timely rebound by Tristan Thompson. You're like, yeah, fuck, I know. We really needed that rebound. So so it was just like, um, yeah. Actually, that's a I I might uh, I might throw it all, throw it all away just for Tristan Thompson. Yeah, risk it all. Uh, yeah fucking a sneaky one if you want a fucking taller duncan robinson <laughs> uh davis bertans from the wizards he's been mentioned many times as a possible boston celtic and i think danny Ainge really likes him that's he's the really good he's not the red I, what so you say him and i mix him up with the guy in atlanta that you uh, you told uh me kevin about. herder kevin yeah herder. I, I mix those two up all the time but bertans is awesome i would happily take him too 
Yeah, um, he's one of the best shooters, I think, in the whole NBA. But, like, uh, look, if we're if we're talking, like, what the Celtics need to possibly improve on, like, what, what, what ugh, I'm stuttering. What did they, what got them to lose this season? Like, what, why didn't they win the championship? Yeah, that's true. I think. Uh, Is it specifically because of their center by committee? Yeah, that's, that's a tough question. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, I think probably an upgrade at center would, would really help. Like well, because uh, uh I think Tice I, I wouldn't want to lose Tice. I wouldn't want to lose Tice, but I think he needs uh someone else. I think he needs another dude uh like to either start over him or back him up that that is gonna I th- I do think that, that a center would help them a lot. Like, if you're if you're looking at this from a purely like a, you know you know, the Celtics should be thinking, <laughs> I hate to say this, but they should be thinking, how do we get past the heat? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and basically and you have to say, um, well, the heat have a, a, one of the best centers in the league, top five, basically. Right. And so we need to do something to compete with that. And so you actually might be making a good point with, they need to do something with the center position. I think you keep Rob Williams. Cause he's got a ton of potential. Yeah. Um, like super, I'm super learning. athletic. Yeah. So you have to keep him there. Um, and Tice, you really like, but he is six, nine. So maybe putting him at power forward is more of a, I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of having to shift some guys and do some weird things there, but, um, but yeah, uh, adding a Tristan Thompson to maybe play defense against, uh, against bam, that's something to think about. I mean, the two teams that met, yeah, I mean, actually you're, you're might be low key making a good point. The two teams that met in the finals have dominant front courts. Really, really good front yeah. courts. Yeah, yeah. Double, uh, Tristan Thompson could help against uh, the other teams as well. Like uh, you got Embiid, you have Giannis. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I'm also kind of just thinking about uh, who is out there in general. You know, like a guy like Bertans per se. Uh, I think anyone could would benefit from him because mm-hmm. he's a specialist. You know, he's going to be a, a great shooter. Um, I'm just also I'm just looking out there like uh, fucking. Evan Fournier is a guy. Mm. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, he, he's a, he's a great free agent. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the Celtics would pick him up because he takes up a lot of the space that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum already occupy. But um, yeah, just out guys who are out there. Period, though. Like yeah, for, yeah. For That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant, uh, who was really fucking good uh, on the Nuggets in the playoffs, like. Uh, LeBron had a whole talk with him after mm-hmm. the series. I saw over. that. Yeah, um, that's Horace Grant's dude. son, right? Uh, you know, I that maybe his nephew or yeah, uh, because Harvey Grant played in the NBA too, right? His brother. Let's see. Hmm. That is that is they're related somehow. I can't remember. He is fuck. Damn it, <laughs> Har- Harvey Grant is his dad. I think. And Harvey so. Grant played in the league. Yeah. They, yeah. Grant's uncle, Horace. Yeah. Yeah. Twin brother, the son twin of brother Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, PJ Harvey, actually. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Jeremy Grant, I've heard um, in fantasies of the Heat's offseason. Um, oh, yeah? Because Jay Crowder is a player that they can either let walk well, he he's another guy out there as a free oh, agent. Jay Crowder, he um, just gets shit on so much. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jay Crowder though was 
was awesome. Like when they moved him to the starting lineup and it kind of changed everything for them, like in the yeah. playoff. Um, but you know, if you don't want to keep him or if you don't want to pay him or something, uh, you could get Jeremy Grant, who would arguably be like a huge upgrade in the same role. Isn't Iggy also available technically? No, I think uh, I think he's on. He's already signed for next year, but then oh, I did? think the following year is a team option, uh, which the, the Heat could bring him back if they want for mm. the third for a third year. Um. But yeah, I'm just looking at a list now of like free agents. You got uh, Joe Harris. He's be a pretty good Ooh. shooter. Ibaka. Ibaka could go anywhere he wants, I feel. He can. Uh, Gallinari is another guy that could go pretty much anywhere. Another guy the Celtics have looked at before, too. Yeah. Um, Bogdanovich on the Kings, but he's a restricted free agent. So I feel like the Kings will probably match anyone uh, who offers him did you see they're looking to go after Giannis the Kings oh god yeah I I you know I I had that same reaction I went oh god <laughs> but um but at the same time I thought you know what man like if I were if I were a small market team I would make all kinds of bold claims like that and I or or I would at least I would I would at least make I would shoot my shot all the time at a guy like that yeah, you Sacramento, have to. You well, you have to. Yeah, but like this, a, a lot of like small markets, you feel like they, they don't, um, they don't make enough effort to do that. And Sa- Sacramento has like some balls on it sometimes. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, we want that guy on our team. We want to be a good team. We want to be better. Um, so we're not just here to be just like you know the the a basketball team in a random city. We're trying to actually win stuff. So I, I don't know. I mean, do it. Why not? Right? Yeah. Uh, fuck. Montrez Harrell is available. It's big too. Uh, that thinking about the Celtics, that would be fucking <laughs> gnarly. That would be perfect. I love it. And you know he has some uh drama with the Clippers now. Apparently, right after the whole Paul George thing. Yeah, yeah. The argument he got in with him. So, um, interesting. Yeah, he would he would help any team. Um that he would yeah. go to free agency will be fun uh for sure in the short 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 amount of time there's gonna be basically just there's just gonna be like a news signing every day most likely breaking news uh drake undergoes knee surgery he's gonna be out uh eight to 12 weeks drake yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh he should have got woge to tweet that <laughs> Yeah, he he'd probably come his pants if if Woj tweeted that for him, but um yeah. <laughs> 8 to 12 weeks, huh? Yeah, no, I add, I added that part, but uh <laughs> you know, we here at the Free Ballers uh, wish Drake a speedy recovery. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts so, and prayers. Yeah, so he can get back courtside in Toronto as quickly as possible <laughs> to get a vaccine. Bullshit. It's been real. It's been fun. It has been real. 